This episode is brought to you by the Love What You Do Collective two-day business mastermind. If you are ready to step into 2019 and make sure this year is your best year yet in business, then why not join the mastermind and surround yourself with incredible powerhouse women who are ready to up-level their mindset, their motivation, and their business and life for 2019. Join us for two full days of jam-packed experiences, connections, collaborations, and amazing guest speakers. You can find out all the information via my website at periscopecoaching.com.au slash mastermind. And now let's jump into the episode. The Next Level Life podcast is all about mindfulness, mindset, motivation, and conscious entrepreneurship. My name is Christine Corcoran, founder of Periscope Coaching, business and life strategy coach. Each week, I will bring you a new episode with a thought, insight, or interview with an inspiring thought leader or successful business owner to help you push past your fears, tap into your purpose, and inspire your soul. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast. Today's episode is a beautiful conversation all about balancing the masculine with Michael McPherson, founder of Humanity Media. Michael is a passionate, heart-centered entrepreneur committed to redefining what it means to be a man in today's and tomorrow's world. Experience in such things as business in the new way, heart-centered creativity, entity channeling, and topics such as sacred sexuality, divine union, inner child work, and opening our hearts to receive divine prosperity. Michael co-facilitates sacred cacao ceremonies and leads both online community men's gatherings and one-on-one conscious work with men. His vision is a world where the heart is the centered decision maker and clear leader in business, personal relationships, home life, and creative expression. In today's deep dive conversation, we talk everything about supporting the masculine to heal, society's damaging view of masculinity, sacred sexuality, creating intimacy through vulnerability, allowing the divine masculine to come through, the impact that porn has on our psychology, balancing the masculine and feminine energies in relationships, society, and business, appreciating our parents for doing the best they could with what they had, tapping into the body for its wisdom, creating space for opening up the channel to our business entities. This conversation dives so deep and is so vulnerable, and I want to thank Michael for his openness and complete honesty. I want to welcome you, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, let me take this opportunity to welcome you, Michael, to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> it is absolutely my pleasure. I'm really genuinely interested in getting into this conversation and about everything that you're creating in the world. So just to get started, if you could just introduce yourself to my listeners and tell us a little bit about your backstory. Absolutely. So my name is Michael McPherson. I'll introduce myself really for the first time as the founder of Humanity Media. So that feels good. It's uh, an entity that I've been working with lately, but a little bit before humanity, um, born in the Midwest, traditional Midwest, Catholic background, family of five, parents are still married, two older sisters, grew up, moved around the country, done a lot of different things as far as career and work has gone. I've been a real estate agent, I've been a performance coach in like the uh, health and wellness industry, but also personal and professional development industry. Um, I even went to medical school for a few years just to figure out that that wasn't what I wanted to do with my life. So as far as worldly experience goes, I've got just about all of it, which has really served me now that I'm really starting to focus in and narrow down on what I am passionate about. And what I am passionate about is 
at least right now, two things really. Well, a lot of different things, but I'll say three. One is my relationship with my beloved, Mackenzie. Two is cacao and getting cacao into the hearts of as many people as possible. And three is really powerfully serving men um, as we grow and step forward in our own embodiment of the divine masculine. So that's what I'm up to right now. That's what I'm really passionate about. And that's really where my heart is. Mm, Awesome. Awesome. And I am really interested to get into this conversation all about masculinity and feminine energy and everything as well, because as I was preparing for this, I was checking out a lot of the stuff that have been doing online, then also just diving into thinking about, okay, so what's really happening in my space even with men and in regards to general, you know, interactions with women in business as well. So I'm really interested to get into this. So let's just start with what does masculinity mean to you? Mm, Such a good question. And I'm always like, God, I wonder what people are going to start with, you know? (laughs) So masculinity means to me, it means being very centered and present. It means being here, present with you in my body right now. It means a space holder, like literally extending out from either side of me a container for presence to whatever is happening. So it's like a container of calm, a container of clarity, a container of peacefulness, of relaxation. Um, It means divine right action, taking inspired action to something that comes through to you, the action that's going to make the biggest difference rather than just like spraying all the pain across the wall and hoping it lands. And I think especially right now, it means creativity coming through our heart center. So it's like connecting these two different parts of us that I feel like for men have been separate for a while, which is our sacral plexus and our heart. Mm -hmm. So we've done a lot of creating that hasn't been connected to our heart. And you can look in the world right now and see that. Um, But for me right now, it means creating in connection with our heart in union with our heart. Mm. And what do you feel in society masculinity means because I think it's a very skewed kind of perception of what it means. What's, what's your thought and what men think that masculinity means to them? Yeah, I think, Oh man, it's like, there are so many different things you could say about that, but it's being strong, even appearing physically strong. You see a lot of men that are really uh, focused on building their physical body to represent strength and to uh, display that and show that to the world. It's being stoic, immovable. Um, so non-reactive in a way you're, but not in a good way. It's so like non-reactive that it, it comes off as indifference or not caring. Um, mm. It means, yeah, I think there's this like masculine mentality of get shit done. I hope that I can say that on here and that's okay. Yeah which is just like drive, 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 but have no concern for intention, have no concern for the impact. It's like literally goal oriented. We have a goal and we're not going to stop until we get there. And at all cause and at all, uh, you know, damages along the way, it doesn't really matter. So that's what's different. Where do you feel that perception of masculinity really hurts men in general? Hurts them? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like right now it hurts in our relationship to ourselves primarily, but at this point, men are really at a point where they're 
at least intentionally developing a relationship with themselves. So how it comes out, what I see and what I experience is it comes out primarily in romantic relationships, romantic union. And um, that's when you can have the crossfire of two partners projecting all of their unfinished business on each other. And for the, for the masculine, at least the wounded masculine, I don't really like saying that, but I'll say it here just for understanding purposes. A lot of times it comes off as frustration and anger. Um, but that frustration and anger is going towards your beloved or going towards your partner rather than being redirected and looked at here. Like what part of me is unresolved? You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's heavy, right? And that's, it's almost like a realization to go, well, am I ready to even look within to understand where I need to heal as well? Yeah. And I think that's step one. I mean, you have so many women's circle, you have so many women's gathering, you have all over the world, you can see like the rise of the divine feminine. You can see women gathering, stepping into their own empowerment and even going out and creative epic things and businesses. And as men, there's been this component, and this is probably part of the answer, the previous question that you asked. It's like going it alone, the lone wolf. Mm. Um, and with that, there hasn't been a really strong claiming of this actual desire to grow for ourselves. There's been a lot of um, external validation for our growth. Our partners are like, please come along, do this with me, come to this cacao ceremony, come to this yoga class, come to this breathwork class, you know, come to this personal development course. And for the most part, men have been dragging their feet like, please stop, leave me alone, you know, like, just let me be. And it's been like a victim mentality. But I think what's missing right now is this really like strong stepping forward desire from the masculine to say, I desire to connect with myself. I desire to get to know myself better. I desire to grow in all the ways that are there for me too. Mm, so good. And I think really needed, like, it's interesting. Like I talk to a lot of um, friends of mine that are coaches that are guys that are trying to get to that point of having that, that huddle, right? Having that surrounds where they've got the support yeah. of other men as well, to be able to talk their truth and to be able to open up. So I love the yeah. concept and I'm starting to see a little bit more coming up uh, where there's opportunities for people to interact in a, in a space that's just for men. So I love yeah. what you're creating with your huddles. Can you tell us a little bit about those and what you're experiencing with them? Yeah, the humanity huddle is really a space. My intention was to create a really sacred, really safe space for men to show up in their hearts and be vulnerable. It's not only that. There's a lot of things that show up there. Sometimes we get like really straight forward with each other and really direct but it's space for men and brothers to witness each other stepping into our hearts and opening up our hearts because for most men at least my age or of our generation our fathers and this is not to place blame this is just kind of how it was we're pretty stoic or pretty closed off emotionally so that's what we had reflected back to us from our primary role models so we really didn't have the role models, you know? So here we are in this huddle space, all desiring to grow, but also at the same time being role models to each other, inviting each other to open more, inviting each other to go there, to express that emotion, to allow that emotion to feel, to be open, to care, to be connected. So huddle is really the container. It's the space for all that to happen. And the, the primary thing that has to be in that space is safety. Mm, absolutely. And do you find the guys that come along to the huddles, because uh, they're virtual, right? Yeah, they're all yeah. virtual, just like this. Yeah, that's cool. Do you find that the guys that are coming along are 
open and ready to go or is it kind of like you need to warm them up to get to the point where they can share or you know i really thought it would take me doing something or like me as the holder like i'm holding the space and i have to be a certain way that then has them go there but it hasn't been that way so far literally how it's been is we open up the space everybody's there already i do an opening blessing which is really just calling our hearts forward calling in guidance calling in love and then like I swear, it's like they're just ready. They're ready to open up and they're ready to be seen being open and they're ready to be supported and encouraged, you know? And once again, that's not really what we had when we were kids, but we're getting that now from each other and from ourselves. So it's like we're doing these really masculine things, but at the same time, it's a lot of reparenting that's going on. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. It's so fascinating how... Do you mind if if I ask, is there like some key things that or key challenges that you find that the men that are coming to these that are voicing these sorts of challenges that can you share with us or is it something that you would prefer to keep private? No, I can talk about it. Of course, I'm not going to say any names or who said what, and it probably wouldn't matter anyways. But yeah, the, the first conversation was really all about sacred sexuality. And that's probably one of the biggest areas that I see that is a blind spot, or at least from a collective male perspective, there's this free pass where we're not held to the same standards as women in terms of sex. So yeah, people opening up about their addiction to pornography and really wanting to quit and people opening up about sexual trauma from their past that's now impacting their romantic union now, that's impacting in their lovemaking space. Uh, people opening up about this desire of really wanting to learn more about setting sacred space, about creating intimacy, because it's obviously not all about just like penetration and the physical act. Um, they want to be connected from their heart to their partner, to their beloved. So how do you do that? You know, if you've had no training or you haven't had any role models, where do you even start? Um, so a lot of that creating intimacy, creating space for intimacy to happen, um, being vulnerable and sharing like their fears around sex, um, their fears around their own performance, their fears around not knowing what to do, when to do it, or if they're even doing it right. So, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of what I loved is this. these were typically like taboo subjects. So out in society, it's not something you'd walk into a grocery store and strike up a conversation with somebody about, you know without like looking over your shoulder or being concerned for somebody hearing. But um, I just love that this conversation is being so freely had and not from a place of shame or you're wrong or you need to stop or you're bad from a place of understanding and educating mm. and really empowering people, empowering men in their free choice, their free will. So good. And to know that they have that support is just amazing. And I can imagine like where were they at, where else would they be having these conversations and it's not with their parents like <laughs> you know what I mean it's no. not available to them totally and you know I, as as almost a 30 year old man I'm definitely not going to be talking to my parents about that now actually me I might just to like play around and be funny with my parents because I know it would make them uncomfortable but <laughs> of course most men my age are not going to do that it's the last thing they ever want to talk about with their parents and it's so interesting because the more I learn about this, the more I investigate, the more I dive in with my communities, the more I find out that we as men really didn't have those resources 
or at least we didn't know that we had them or we didn't see them. They weren't present to us while we were going through this thing called puberty when your sex energy comes online and, you know, really something that's so sacred, your creative life force comes online, your ability to create new life, which is totally sacred comes online, but it's a big deal. You're like, Oh my gosh, what's happening to me? You know, so many changes happening in your body. So we didn't have anybody to talk to. Mm. And what I, what I am compassionate about and passionate about is I understand that actually men's education around sex actually came from porn because that was a safe place to go to be curious, to explore where you could do it alone and you know, nobody was there to judge your performance or whatever, but obviously that has a tremendous impact on our psychology. It's an addictive subject, uh, substance, but it also impacts like how we view the world at such a young age when our brain is developing to have that be our primary source of education. You could imagine that there's a lot to undo there mm. or a lot to reconcile before like you can set men straight on a path. You know what I mean? Mm. Hence the need to obviously talk about how to create intimacy rather than it be sexual, right? Like having that connection totally. and being able to understand the communication between a partner as well. I'd love, yeah. to know, I'd love to know your take on, I feel like in the, in say like the dating environment, I find that it seems like we've had a shift in roles. Whereas, you know, years ago it was like men were out there using women for sex and it was that whole like no emotion, no connection. It's just like this is what it is and women were yearning for that connection. And it seems yeah. like it's switched where women are like, you know what, we're sick being hurt. We're just going to have sex for enjoyment and forget the connection. And then the men yeah. are kind of taking on that other opposite of needing the yearning and that connection to feel mm -hmm. the intimacy. Do you notice that as well? Well, I'm not dating, so I don't notice that as much, but I'm dating my beloved, which is, you know, I learned so much from that relationship, obviously. But yeah, I guess if, if I take it on, I can see how the roles would change because there's really a lot to heal on, on both sides. And it's two relationships, really. We all have a masculine energy within us, a divine masculine energy within us, and we all have a sacred feminine energy within us. So what's happening is those two energies are balancing out between people. So men who have been so stoic, so strong, so like the typical man that you've seen in the world are now softening, they're now opening, their feminine is now coming online. So they're actually learning how to feel what feelings are what this is sad, this is happy, this is scared, you know, like, literally giving names to actual feelings. That's where we have to start or like, oh, my chest feels tight right now. Or like, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable in my stomach with this conversation. You know, we're just having to start with the basics. But yeah, so these these poles are blending they're creating an equilibrium inside of all of us and why you see that being reflected externally is because we're playing it out with each other so there's a lot of healing to be done between men and women mm. but that's a reflection of the masculine and feminine and the healing that needs to be done between the suppression of the feminine for so long but then also the wounded masculine that's showing up in women because they had to take that on for themselves because they weren't receiving it from another man Mm. So I know that might seem like layered and complex and that's because it is. Yeah, absolutely. 
But I think too, it's do you think it's also a reflection on the fact that women are standing up a little bit more in their masculine now too? So they're balancing. Oh, absolutely, too. absolutely, yeah. And that's not to diminish like the. Yeah, it's just balance, you know. So you, we are seeing a lot of women who have come online and who are creating powerfully and who are birthing beautiful entities or businesses into the world, and then seeing it through to success. And they're being both like the CEO and the mother in the background. So they're doing it all. And so it's just a matter of, and this is different for everybody. It's not to point fingers or say anybody is any one way. It's just a matter of how it feels in your body, you know. If this feels like it's in alignment with you, then that's exactly where you're meant to be. But if it feels a little off, like maybe you're too much in the masculine role, maybe you're too much in the driving force and you're not enough in the creative space, or you're so driving your business that maybe you're losing intimacy in your relationships, or you're so busy driving your business and building and creating content that maybe you're not feeling as connected to yourself. It's just a matter of balance. So it's, it's, it's unique for everybody, you know? Mm, absolutely. Do you find that you have certain ways that you help guys to, or men or women, to be able to create that balance back? Yeah, I, I, so what I've always been passionate about is not being like the source of wisdom for anybody. So what I love to do is just ask really good questions and turn it back on their guidance system because ultimately... I may get intuitive nudges. I may get like downloads for them. Like their soul might talk to me to say something to them, to get it through, to make it known. But for the most part, it's like, that's not my, you know, that's their guidance system. That's their wisdom. That's their soul. So mm -hmm. I, what I love to do is just turn it back around on people and not from a place of force, but for an invitation to let's start practicing now. Like let's have you pause breathe, tap into your body, which is your vehicle for this lifetime, has all the wisdom you could ever desire and need for this life. What is your body telling you right now? What are you feeling in your body right now? And honestly, sometimes that's the best place to start for people is what are you feeling in your body right now? Where is it at? What does it feel like? And just go there. Mm, so important. Like, honestly, I was saying to a friend on the weekend, I sometimes forget to breathe. <laughs> it's, I'm telling you. I, yeah, sorry, say more. No, no, it's totally fine. Go for it. <laughs> it's just, I, the farther along I go in this work, the more I value the more simple practices, like breath work. Breath work is so simple. You're breathing all the time, whether you do it consciously or unconsciously. But when you choose to do it consciously, you're actually circulating all of the energy that's already present within you throughout your entire body. You're moving your life force. And for men, it's so important because a lot of times our life force gets stuck down in our lower chakras, like our root chakra, our sacral, and doesn't move up through our higher chakras. So it can look very physical, especially in the realm of intimacy. We're not connected to anything beyond that because we haven't moved the energy higher. Mm -hmm. So breathing is such a natural way to do that. But it's also a natural way to create euphoria, to feel extremely present. I actually, I have cacao every morning and I do intentional breath work before I create because that's how I connect with my higher self. I breathe him in. I breathe like my soul in and I get so connected there and then I create. Mm, awesome. Awesome. Sometimes it's, 
it's those morning routines I think is really, really key. Honestly, I feel like the days that if I forget to do them or I don't make them a priority, it makes a big difference in how I create my day for sure. Yeah, it's a night and day difference. I've had a cacao ceremony in the morning for almost two years straight now. So wow. there are it's been like a ritualistic practice. It's like part of me, so I don't know what I would do without it now. Yeah. But there are times now where I'll, I'll go to the gym at like five in the morning, but I'm at the gym working out, like just trying to get through my workout so I can go home and get in my ceremony and like really start my day, you know? So I'm already out in the world, but I'm like, man, I just, I got to get through this so I can go back. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. I've literally only had cacao probably a month, maybe a month, mm. maybe a little bit longer than a month. So I'm like just yeah. diving into it now. So that's awesome. Yeah. Cacao is so beautiful. And just to plug that here, not from a sales perspective, but from a heart opening perspective, especially for men, to sit with cacao, to sit with ceremonial grade cacao, sit in an intentional ceremony, to just drink it, maybe listen to a meditation, maybe listen to some binaural beats and just breathe is so powerful for men because we're so busy and on the go and always doing and our energy is like to pause, to breathe and move the energy and to have it flow through our heart is such a beautiful practice for men. And if, if like any men are listening to this or any wives are listening to this or partners, I would highly encourage that as a practice, even if it's something brief every day. Mm, mm, so good. So on that note, I'd love to know a little bit more about your mission and what's calling you forth with humanity. Tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. Yeah, I think it's it's been birthed primarily through my personal experience and just being a man. So <laughs> that gives me credit in some ways to do this, you know. But yeah, just it's been my own experience and my own personal struggles and throughout my life feeling like I haven't had a guidepost, I haven't had other male role models, I haven't had something that I could tune into to really um just orient myself around, you know? So humanity was really birthed just to be what it is. And that's, that's a resource. So if it can help any man in the smallest of ways or in the biggest of ways from a simple Instagram post to being part of a huddle, to doing one-on-one work, one -on -one work with me, to be in an accelerator program, however it can help, that's what it's meant to do. That's what it's meant to serve. Mm. I love it how your title for your podcast is obviously humanity too as well, but the way that you say it's for men, but anyone who knows one too, I just love that. Yeah. Yeah. So I really was, it, that just came to me as a way to make it for everybody because it really is for everybody. And for the women that listen, I really feel like it's powerful access into a man's world, which allows for like less friction and more compassion. Not like I'm like saying women be more compassionate for us, please but kind of, you know, like, yeah, as your man goes through this process, here's a little bit of background understanding of what he's actually going through because we are different, you know, mm -hmm. and you find that out when you step into sacred union. If you ever step into a twin flame ship, you'll learn really quick that we're different. So getting each other in this new way and for women to get men in this new way is also one of my intentions. Mm. And it's not necessarily yeah. even just in an intimate relationship and any man in your life, right? Totally. Yeah, and that's not to say it's only between women and men either because I, throughout my young life, always felt awkward in the presence of other seemingly masculine men. I had this like authority complex. So when I would be present with other men who seemed really masculine, it would make me uncomfortable. Mm. 
And so I would like basically do anything I could to like worm my way out of the space. But I had bosses, people that I worked with, it was inevitable. You know what I mean? So what was this thing that was making me so uncomfortable? And it was really because what I was witnessing wasn't what I was meant to become or who I was meant to be. It was reflecting something back to me that I didn't want to be a part of, that I didn't want to be for myself when I grew up, you know? Mm. Yeah, I totally get that. Like I, as, as you were saying that, like I think back to my father, he's very, very stoic and um, brought up Catholic family as well. So, you know, totally get that aspect of it. And I was the teenager where I would try and draw information out of him and get him to tell me about what was going on yeah. for him and life in general and how work was. And he would just be like, what is going on? And it's so yeah. interesting how our dynamic has changed the more I do more of this work as well. So it's awesome yeah. to see. He'd so, be like, what's wrong with you? You want to get to know me? That's weird. Yeah. Stop being so strange. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, um, I really get it. I would love to know what's your, um, like what would you like to see happen with like the consciousness of men or how men are showing up in the world? What changes would you like to see happen in regards to what you're trying to create here with humanity? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's, it feels so big when you ask me that. So there's a lot. So let me see if I can just narrow it down to maybe a focused few. So I would love to see an honoring of the feminine in many different ways which looks like reconciling our male or masculine past, which is look like feminine suppression, both for ourselves, but also for women, you know, um, real life women that have lived lives in this world before you and I were ever born were extremely suppressed. And to the point of, you know, yeah, not only not having the same opportunities as men, but also not being free to be fully a woman. So there's that to reconcile because that's literally woven throughout our DNA. So for men to be present to, like, look, I don't care if you were born 29, 30 years ago, there is history that took place that's now in our genetics before we even arrived. Mm. And it's come through us and we're working that out now. So... Honoring the feminine for the past, reconciling the past, um, honoring the feminine ourselves by opening up our hearts, reconnecting with our bodies, reconnecting with our emotions, reconnecting with our ability to be vulnerable, to share what's actually going on with us and not just talk about things we're doing in life. Um, so that's another thing. And then to really, to, I say bow, and that might seem off to people that are listening, but I, I really mean bow and reverence to the feminine, to the wisdom of the feminine, to the wisdom of the feminine body and the way that the feminine body actually feels and is so connected to life, to honor it as a source of wisdom um, and to not belittle it, make it seem like it's crazy if it starts to get heated. Um, yeah, just to, just to truly honor the feminine body, the feminine emotion, and look at it as a source of wisdom as opposed to something to be scared of, reject, make wrong, put in a corner, put in a box, and send it away. Mm. So those are three things. <laughs> I think I was listening to you and Mackenzie speak about how 
you know, women are very tapped into their intuition naturally. Yeah. And you feel that men, it's something where they need to kind of work on that aspect. Is that also what you mean by that? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's different. It's different for everybody, but I do feel like it's different for men and women. Um, women, I just, women that are in body that are on a journey of awakening and, and growing themselves, you know, I feel like they're actually extremely connected to the world around them and their communication is primarily through their nervous system and emotions. Um, and so when I say suppression, I, I really mean like suppression of this guidance system. So if you're being guided by your emotions in any given moment, but you're not at peace with them or you don't allow them, then you're going to miss the guidance. And for women, I feel like that's especially true. Mm. So yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Mm. Incredible. Incredible. So tell me a little bit more about now leading into, I guess you talk a lot about heart centered entrepreneurship and I'd love to know your journey with creating humanity and how that's played out for you. And if you could speak a little bit about how you balance the masculine and the feminine in business as well. Totally. Yeah. So it actually all started when I came into union with McKenzie and that was almost two years ago, but I came from a background of literally doing everything and doing it all at once. So I had no time for myself, no time to breathe, no stillness to create. It was go, 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 hit the pillow and sleep. And so that was my life coming into union with McKenzie. And when I did come into union with her, I chose really powerfully to sever myself or clear myself of things that were no longer in alignment for me. So this life of being so busy all the time, I literally got rid of everything. I got rid of my career as a real estate agent. I got rid of my network marketing business. I stopped being a coach for these programs that I was coaching. I stopped leading my team for these programs that I was coaching. I stopped it all. So wow, it was like in a week, everything was gone. And all that was left was me. And so in about, it actually took about a year and a half for me to birth or fully birth humanity into the world. And a lot of that time looked like frustration and anger, not because I was actually mad at anybody, but I was just, I mean, can you imagine being nine months pregnant and this baby just won't come out? That's what it (laughs) felt like. So I was, I was pissed about it. So I would get mad at Mackenzie for like the littlest things. And I was like exploding and throwing temper tantrums. And she finally had this meeting with an intuitive that like cleared the whole thing up for us. We were both like, oh, that makes so much sense. You know, I'm just having trouble birthing. It's so much much easier than like keep digging into my past, looking for where this anger is coming from. You know what I mean? But in that year and a half is how I got to know entities, how I got to really learn how to be and create from my heart space was through cacao both ceremonial drinking cacao, like actually drinking it and sitting in ceremony and being still and setting my intentions and just seeing what showed up there. So connecting with my own personal guidance system, but also to working with the entity cacao. So what happened was cut everything out of my life, sat still, had nothing going on. And for me, that was extremely confronting. People might think like, that's the dream, you know, have nothing on your schedule. I'm with you. I'd be like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. I was like anxious, you know, like, okay, what are we going to do? You know, like what's next? Yeah. So that's what I had to shed and get rid of. Um, But what happened was cacao, the entity cacao came in and started speaking to me. and She was asking me to look for 
equipment around manufacturing and it's I, I couldn't even explain it to you like what it sounds like or what it feels like it's just like this impulse to go and do something you know it was the impulse to research online how to make cacao and so what ended up happening was over the course of a year and a half I was working with the NCD and co-channeling it with McKenzie and that was like my training that's how I learned how to do all this stuff that's and in the process, we did some really cool things. You know, we created a whole manufacturing line, a whole manufacturing process that's only one of its kind. It's specifically for making this product. We moved all of our product to Peru. It's now all being made there and distributed all around the world. So there was a ton of really cool stuff that happened in the time, but that was the foreground or how I learned to interact with a non-physical entity that seems crazy when you talk about, but wants to come through you and be put out into the world and created in the world. and then. This thing with isogenics wrapped up and all of a sudden it was like the spaciousness that that occupied was there again. And as soon as that spaciousness showed up, humanity was like, boom, here I am. Let's go. And we, I was with Mackenzie at the park. We were in Australia at the time, actually. And we were just jamming out at the park, just like we would normally do in the mornings. And we were talking about like what was going to be the name of the podcast. And I was like, oh, we could name it something funny, like men have periods too, you know, like really like invite, invite people in from a place of humor. And then I said humanity with a capital, capital M-A-N and it was just like, it was so clear. That's it. And so since that time, my process has been really honoring this message that's coming through me, like really giving myself the spaciousness to take myself out of whatever I'm, environment I'm in at the time, go be alone and write type, create, do the podcast, work with men and really bring this message fully through. So it's been about honoring the spaciousness that it actually takes to create and birth something. Mm. It does take time and energy. Yes, absolutely. So I would yeah. like to know what's, what would you say one of your challenges has been along the way? Oh, so many. I, I think my biggest challenge as a man and where I was confronted was this um, this is going to be kind of deep, but I've already like gone there. So that's why it's deep. But, um, this feeling of not doing enough, that's was kind of always in the background. Like who am I to be worthy of this spaciousness? And I have this spaciousness in my life now. And I just feel like I'm not doing enough. I'm not being of big enough service. I'm not serving the world in a big enough way. And that used to eat me up inside. Like, almost like I was, I wasn't, but almost like I was taking advantage of something, you know, or I was just being lazy. Those were all the judgments that I had about myself. But when I really peeled back in the layers and looked, it was like I had it that I was a disappointment. And not only to myself and to the world, but to God or to source or whatever you want to call it. And this spaciousness that I had, I was treating it as if I was a disappointment to God. So that was my biggest personal thing to get over to step into this worthiness of having this time to heal. And I think when it comes to like money, abundance, and resources, people attach that to doing, to having a job, to having a creation, to having a business. And where I've been at recently is just really powerfully inviting people to take on that, hey, maybe Gaia or Mother Earth wants to pay you for you to actually heal. And in your healing, you're not only healing for you and what will come through you once that healing is complete, since you'll have the spaciousness now, 
but also you'll be healing on behalf of all of humanity, on behalf of the collective of men and women. So that's what I had to step into, like that my mother, Mother Earth, loves me so much that she has granted me this period of time to really go through deep healings in order to actually be of service and be so in alignment with my purpose. But this happens. Mm, that's right. You've got to go through that to up level to the next stage, right? Like you only get to certain levels and then it's like, well, what's next for me? And you sort of open yourself up to these big things, but you're not there yet. Like it's that's right. fascinating how that works out. Do you feel like it, it may have come from a place of also needing to be a provider as a man as well? Like, is there an aspect of that that came oh, into play? hundred oh, percent. Yeah. So I'm a man, I'm in a relationship with a very successful business woman, woman, and she is the breadwinner. She has wildly successful, successful businesses and those businesses, at least in part or primarily take care of our family, take care of her and I and our future family. So that was a huge thing for me to get over because when I cut everything that I was doing previously, my first question, which I got from my parents, my parents had like conditioned me to think this, where's the money going to come from? How am I going to make money? And so many times that's where people create from. You know, it's like, oh, I just have to make money right now. So let me put together something instead of like, oh, I'm genuinely being guided or inspired by this or to this right now. So that's where I was. I was like, oh, I just need to get a job. I just need to do something to earn an income so that I can feel more like a man. Mm. Um, but yeah, that took some really vulnerable conversations with my beloved, with Mackenzie and just really... Um, some deep openness about my fear. Like I, I was scared that she was going to see me as less of a man. I was scared that she was going to see me as a failure. I was scared that she was going to be less attracted to me. And therefore when she was out in the world, when she was doing what she was doing, she was going to see other men who had, were making a huge income and were very inspiring and she was going to want to be with them. And yeah, that, I mean, that was mm. huge. All and I, I didn't say that cause that all happened in like the first month, you know, it was so fast. That was like month one, you know, but yeah, it was definitely something for me to take on. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I can imagine there's, there's plenty of men out there that are experiencing that right now. Like when I see like oh. I've got friends of mine that are in relationships where they are the breadwinner and that becomes a challenge to deal with in a relationship. Is there yeah. any advice that you'd be able to give to guys or even just women as well? Like how they would overcome that in their relationship? Yeah, I, it's just recognizing what's on the other side of it. So when you really shed and release the fear of being a provider or you don't even have to, if it's something you're genuinely connected to, then just trust that that's coming. It might not be here right now, but you as the provider or you as a provider, maybe not the provider, maybe you as a contributor to your family, to your lover is coming, even if it's not here right now, if it's something you're genuinely connected to. But it's, it's being connected to what's on the other side. So when I actually let go of my resistance to her being the quote-unquote breadwinner, to her being so successful, for her for a time like providing primarily for our family, um, I was really able to come in and support her in a new way. So... Yeah, it's interesting because there's like so much background here, but with Delighted By in particular, there are so many times when her and I are having really in-depth 
emotional, vulnerable conversations about what's happening with their business, what's happening with the entity, who's doing what and why, what's happening in the, the food industry as a greater whole and like processing and working those things out and even like being able to support her physically, taking care of her body, making sure she's getting outside, getting time in nature to rest and nourish her nervous system just allowed me to show up and like nourish her in a new way. And when I got present to that, that I could actually be of service to my beloved and I could actually be of service to her entities before I was like really connected to something that was coming through me. Um, oh, I just lost my train of thought for a second. I'm so sorry. That's okay. It, lit- it was literally just gone. What did I say? So that, how you were able to nurture her in a completely different way. Yeah, it, it connected me to that I'm, we have a union. We have a container. It's not one person and one person. It's this now. We came together in relationship, in union. We share an aura now. So everything that's coming in to either one of us is coming through us. So it allowed me to step up in my role in channeling or partnering with her in, in looking after her entity because it's that's like my child you know it's like her and i's child together so now we're doing this together our roles are different my hands aren't in the actual business but i'm here supporting my beloved so she can show up as her most empowered self when Mm. it's time for her to Mm. you know so like i was able to just own that role and i really love that you know Mm. and there are so many like situations and circumstances that people will never know about but it's like so not even about that because the fulfillment is in being able to show up for your beloved in her service to the world and seeing the impact of that and being connected to your part in that, even if it's hard at first. But then when the roles switch or when you bring something into the world, you're going to realize like how valuable that actually is when she turns around and starts contributing that to you. Like now that humanity is birth, Mackenzie has been like, She's already my best friend, but she has shown up so powerfully to like help me do this and to be present for it, to witness it, to celebrate it, to cheer me on. It's just like everything that I did for her that I had to learn and take on, she's now reflecting and mirroring back to me with humanity. And it's, it's such a receiving. Mm. I could honestly feel that through her email when she sent sent me an email about you being on the podcast and she was like, like just every word, you could feel that in it and her admiration for what you're creating and being behind your purpose is just awesome. Awesome to see. Yeah. And that's so real for her. Like, I don't know. I just, yeah, I get really moved by that because that was, like I said, it was like a long period of time. Yeah. Oh, just so good. So moving through, cause I know we could have been talk. We're already almost talking for an hour. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you see, the shifts changing now moving forward in regards to say business and men and women balancing that masculine and feminine in business moving forward. Yeah, I see it being a heart led creative process. So people that are actually creating in connection with their heart. And I know that's kind of like a generalized thing to say, but um, it looks like having the workplace not be so separate from ordinary life. So Imagine a workplace where you can actually share how you're impacted by something. You can share what's in your way uh, of your performance. Like if you're, 
if someone hurts your feelings, your inner child feel hurt, feels hurt, if you could just say that openly and have everyone understand and catch it, and then literally like it's over, rather than having to stuff it down and then you're so exhausted and you get done with your work day and you're just like, <laughs> you know? So an open space where people can genuinely express themselves, genuinely connect and be real, um, which is only going to fuel our creativity even more. Mm. And then, yeah, I see just the circulation of money. So I see money and resources showing up for people that are connected to and in alignment with their purpose and for no other reason other than that. And not having to, I don't want to take away this like sense of earning it because I know that's important for people to feel that they have earned it, that they have put in the time. But a sense of being already worthy of all the resources, all the abundance, all the money that you could possibly need, the prosperity you could possibly need to fuel your project, to fuel your vision, and trusting that it's going to show up exactly as it's meant to. Uh, I see a lot of collaboration, so uh, less competition, less me versus you. I have to squash you to be on top, and more there is room for all of us. And yeah, my project, my business is super sacred to me, but obviously you're so connected and passionate about yours. Like I want to support you too, rather than like, I think businesses grow and evolve and become so big, but the people inside of them don't. So I, I see like people growing along with their business and the sense of competition, having to squash each other, really being collaboration. How can we circulate resources? How can we all fund each other's dreams? Um, and, and being able to receive and know that that's just because it's you're receiving doesn't mean you're taking it out of someone else's pocket. Totally. And there's so much fear to allow where it's coming from. Like, can I receive it? Is this person just, is this company, this investment firm just going to take advantage of me and like then try to run my company how they want to, you know what I mean? So there's so much there. There's so much fear, um, already present. So mm. yeah, I just see in general there being less fear and more excitement. Uh, more fun, more play, more like people's innocence rising back to the surface. And like, wow, we're all just collaborating on co-creating and recreating the world that we desire to be a part of. Mm. Allowing a bit more of the feminine to come in and have that play, right? Like rather than have that hardcore structure is being able to allow more creative yes. space. Totally. Yeah. And even uh, putting structure in for creative space. Yes. <laughs> too. Yeah. You know, like, okay, I'm blocking off these two hours and this is when I'm going to be completely in my feminine flow. Like anything that happens in this space is going to be whatever I'm guided to and nothing else, you know, it could be dance, it could be whatever, you know, it could be so many things. But yeah. Even if so it is, you know, like you, you could channel an epic business plan because it just comes to you. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be an exact way, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. So good. So, so I'd love to know, what are you most excited about for this year? Oh man, this year just, it feels so big in a sense of like the masculine coming online. And I don't know if you guys have seen uh, that Gillette commercial. Yes. Oh my God. That, so good. Yeah. That was such an indication for both Mackenzie and I of like, wow, the masculine really is coming online. So I see this sense of accountability amongst men where it's like, you know, you used to get together with your bros and you talk trash about women and drink beer and watch sports game. And it was like, we would always let each other off the hook for things. So I, I, I see this year being men 
one really powerfully calling each other out, but not from a place of making wrong, from a, a place of inviting higher. Like, hey, we're going to hold ourselves to a higher standard because not because the external world is telling us to, because we just know it's right. Yeah. You know, we know it's the right thing to do. It's what we're actually connected to when we tap into our hearts. So mm. that's what I see this year being. So big so year good. for men. Yeah, I yeah. Got, absolutely got goosebumps when I watched that. Yeah, so good. Yeah, I cried. Especially wow. at the end when it, when the when the child when the little boy is just witnessing his dad like break up that fight, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, because I mean, there's so many things that we're conditioned to conditioned from in our past that were then conditioned from their fathers, and it's so fascinating. Like you see, you know, fathers parent their children in exactly the way that they were parented, and without the thought of is this the best serving my child? Like it's just an automatic thing of this is exactly how I was parented. So, you know, I turned out okay, so it should be the same way. And it's like, hang on a minute, you get a choice. You could take a step back and go, do I want to parent this way? Is there possibly a new way that I could parent? And it's just, yeah, Mm. fascinating to see that shift happening. Yeah. And it's just, you know, they were obviously working with what they were given the best they could, the best they knew how. So it's, I've had to go through my own process and, and really wanting to blame and be like mad at my parents for not being the parents that they were or want that I wanted them to be, I guess is what I'm saying. And, um, on the other side of that is really appreciating the contrast of my young life experience that has like cultivated within me this deep desire to do it a different way or to do it in a way that feels more aligned for me, feels more true to me. And so I really, I see men honoring that this year more than ever before, honoring that deep desire to do that in a new way. Mm, Cause they were exactly who they needed to be for you to become who you are. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we can be grateful for that. Absolutely. Cause you can't change it. So what's the opposite, right? Yeah, I tried, you know, I think most of us, most of us try just from a place of innocence, like let's test the waters, but it never works. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for this conversation today. I really enjoyed it. It's been, I just love how deep you've gone. I love how you've tapped in and there's been no taboo topic. I just love every aspect of what you've brought to this conversation today. So thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity to allowing me to express my voice, to allowing me to to allow me to bring humanity through and what he wanted to share and say. And I just appreciate the opportunity and the space to share. Would you like to share how we can reach out to you, find out more information about your huddle and your podcast? Yeah. If you want to, you can go to the website. It's humanitymedia.co. C-O. And if you want to find me on social media, you can find me on Instagram. Mine is Michael McPherson underscore. And you can find humanity at, at humanity period media. Cool. Those are probably the best ways to find us. Yeah. Awesome. I'll make sure I put all the links in the show notes so people can reach out to you and be a part of everything you're creating. So thank you so much for this opportunity and for everything you're bringing to the world. Absolutely. Thank you, Christine. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the next level life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week, and here's to taking your life to the next level.